It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. And today I'm going to save you from low expectations. So with the Mega Millions jackpot hovering around a billion dollars, I found uh, a survey they did in the UK that asked people, what is the ideal amount of money for you to live a happy life? And I'm assuming that means all in the amount of money that, that you would have for the rest of your life. And a majority of the respondents said $10 million. The $10 million would be all they would need to live a happy life. And you could live a great life. If, if Even as a young person, you could really stretch out $10 million, especially if you're still working, and you would be just aces. You know, you could, uh, you don't have to fly coach all the time. You could throw in some cashmere, probably have uh, a five series BMW and not the X1 barf. Just kidding. It's a lovely car. Um, but you probably, you probably have something bougie and electric. You could probably have a, a decent Tesla for a long time if you had $10 million a year. But it's, it's really interesting because we were talking about this on Outnumbered and whether or not people would want to be a billionaire. And I automatically said yes. You know, you don't have to live in a platinum house with uh, diamond toilet seats because that really would uh, irritate your buttocks after a while. You could still live moderately and normally you could live like a normal person you just would never have to worry about anything you would never have to worry about a thing you would never have to worry about whether or not you could cover two bills in the same month if you had a family member or had a medical emergency uh, you would be able to cover all of that you could invest in some great foundations and bring your favorite hobbies to parts of the globe where people had never even heard of nude kite surfing, which I've never done, but I'm now intrigued just thinking about it because they probably haven't done that uh, in Minneapolis very much. It's a land of 10,000 lakes. Um, But the idea that people were so quick to put a ceiling on themselves and on their wealth. And I think there's a lot of obsession right now about money and people are really worried about whether or not they are going to have access to the life they're living now if there is in fact this kind of horrific recession that Nouriel Roubini uh, the economist who seemed to be the only person who forecasted the economic downturn in 2008 and he's saying what well, what we are on the precipice of at this point with stagflation meaning a stagnant economy and high prices for goods and services uh, with that plus no monetary wiggle room, meaning that the Fed cannot keep interest rates unnaturally low for long periods of time, that we it, it is a recipe for disaster. Also, considering that our government has spent itself into a corner. So people are thinking a lot about, okay, so how am I going to tighten my belt to get through this essentially in the same condition I am now? So how can I live 
a comfortable, good life uh, without feeling the effects of austerity, uh, what will it take for me? What are the, the superfluous things that I can give up? So when I come out the other side, I'm feeling good. See, I think it's the same thing uh, when you put a cap on yourself. You know, you're trying to find the floor in terms of belt tightening going into a recession. But why limit yourself as to how much money you would have or how much money you would want? Because if you earn more money and you're proud of the fact that you invested in yourself and worked really hard and made something of yourself then you shouldn't be ashamed of that. If you're a bank robber and you're stealing money uh, and you're not tipping when you go to restaurants, that's when I would have a moral conundrum. But if you are a self-made person or if you have gotten opportunities uh, and, and done your very best and worked harder and exceeded people's expectations, you should be proud of that. But expectations and ostentatiousness uh, they, they're they not necessarily tied at the hip. So just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean that you have to spend it uh, like a very obvious, needy, flexy person. Stay right there. More from me, Kennedy, coming up. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Um, and I, I, I know there. then we were discussing this on Outnumbered, and some of the cons for being a billionaire is uh, you don't have a lot of friends. Sure you do. You would have the same friends that you had before. Look at Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler has made probably hundreds of millions of dollars in TV and movies and his production company and God knows what other projects he's invested in. And he has always maintained his core group of friends and he's always employed his friends. And that's exactly how you do it. Uh, Snoop Dogg was asked... You know, what is the key to being a successful person? And he said he's the same person now that he was when he was 16 years old. And I I think if if I were to counsel anybody who was coming into money or fame, and I think fame changes people a lot more than money does, then that's the key. Stay who you are. Keep your same style. Keep your same friends. Treat everyone the same. Don't try and be fancy. That's one of the biggest mistakes you can make. And it's one of the biggest tells that you're a big phony. Like, Anna Dalvi, why, so, why do you dress so poor? Um, so you just you, you can dress the same. You can have the same things. You can just have a, a nicer version of what you already have. And then you have a massive cushion that if you feel that it is necessary, you can create foundations, charitable organizations, and and legions of volunteers to go be a force multiplier for your good vision. And how is that a bad thing for society? So maybe you need to become a billionaire because we need more good billionaires who are humble and modest, uh, but still know how to flex when necessary. And also the kind of eccentric people who are willing to buy others for no particular reason, Maseratis and yachts. Because when we come out of the recession, a lot of people are going to want to go yachting because they have never been yachting. And uh, when you have either lost your your job or your means or your life savings, uh, you you probably are going to want to go anchors away. 
with some fancy lads and lasses. So if if you if you get a billion dollars and you're giving out yachts, I will gladly be your yacht receptacle. I will not have a problem with that at all whatsoever. It will not be weird between us. So maybe now is uh, the best time if we are going to have some free time with this belt tightening to look to the future. And, you know, they, they say the hardest billion or rather they say the first billion is the hardest to earn. So why don't you go challenge yourself? And as the economy is turning downward, why don't you be a visionary and realize that when it turns upright, you will be there with a plan, with your normal friends and your casual attire and your very fancy Chanel sweater that I saw the other day at the Chanel boutique in Las Vegas when we were wasting time before going into a dinner. $6,100 for a, for a cardigan. I was shocked. And uh, I thought to myself, the only way I will be able to afford a $6,100 cardigan is if I have a billion dollars. I'm not there yet, but I'm certainly not going to limit myself with an arbitrary number like, you know, I only ever want to earn $10 million and that's it. No, go big or go home, go big and buy a bunch of other people a home. Uh, There is nothing wrong with wealth creation, especially when it does good in this world and people uh, play mega millions so they can know what it feels like to have a billion dollars and not need it as opposed to having no dollars and needing everything. I'm guessing, and I hope to someday know, that it's much better to have a billion dollars. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. For more podcasts from my friends at Fox, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.